wonderful, awesome, wonderful, precious people of God. This is Daniel Smith, your host. This is episode three of the Heart of Worship podcast. And this podcast is going to be centered around the secret place. Um, First, before we get too much into that, I want to say this. The name of this podcast is called The Heart of Worship. And, uh, you know, the song, The Heart of Worship by Matt Redman, it just really impacted my life. I can't remember if I said this in episode one. If so, you can hear it again really quick. (laughs) And, uh, you know, yeah, understand a little bit more about who I am as a person because I have been known to repeat myself, especially over things that I'm passionate about. But, the song The Heart of Worship by Matt Redman really impacted my life when I was a young man in searching out for pure and undefiled worship unto God and what that looks like, especially being a singer, a worshiper, a songwriter, um, and you know, longing to just have that worship that God is seeking, you know. Um, spirit and truth. Worship is what we talk about quite often. And man, I could get on that, but I really want to focus on the secret place. But that's, I want to say that kind of opening up, you know, here saying that is why this is known as the heart of worship podcast. I really want to venture in together because I'm doing this as well with you guys. Um, you know, I believe that the moment that you feel like you've got it all figured out is the moment that you stop learning anything. And um, I don't have it all figured out. (laughs) And I'm excited to learn with you guys what pure and undefiled worship looks like. Like what what does it look like to commune with God through worship in all aspects? That's not just singing or songwriting or worship leading. But in life, what does it look like to commune with God in worship? And so that's going to be the heart behind all of this. And uh, I think in the next podcast, I'm going to start trying to pull in some people that I truly love, you know, and admire and pull in some people to kind of bring some different perspective along. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about doing this with you guys. So that being said, I am going to dive in with prayer and then we are going to talk about the secret place. So, Jesus, I thank you so much for what you are doing in the earth right now. Lord, it's very easy to look at all the terrible things, the things that are very, very intense, you know, the brother against brother, the political disturbance is what comes to mind. You know, the uh, sickness, all the different things that are going on in the earth right now. It's very easy to look at that and be like, oh my God, what is going on? But you are on the throne and you're beckoning your beloved to come away with you. You're beckoning us to go away with you into the secret place, into intimacy. That's what you're calling us into. And Lord, we want to go away with you. I, I pray for a hunger through the words that I'm going to speak. Lord, help me. Make my tongue the pen of a ready writer, Father. I give you control. Say what you would want to say, Holy Spirit, to encourage those who will listen to this to go deeper with you into the secret place and discover 
this grand adventure of being in a personal relationship with you. Yeshua, Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to read Song of Songs too, and then dive into this. And again, this is very laid back. Um, I just felt the stirring of the Holy Spirit this morning to do this. And, um, you know, I don't have notes. I don't have something written down specifically. I'm just going to share from the overflow of my heart. And I hope that's okay. I've been truly encouraged by all of you that are listening, that are sharing, that are, you know, that it just really blesses my heart. And I love the family of God. And I love being family with you guys. So, yeah, we're going to dive in. Song of Songs 2, starting in verse 1. I am truly his rose, the very theme of his song. I'm overshadowed by his love growing in the valley. The shepherd king responds, Yes, you are my darling companion. You stand out from all the rest. For though the curse of sin surrounds you, still you remain as pure as a lily, even more than all others. The Shulamite responds, My beloved is to me the most fragrant apple tree. He stands above the sons of men, sitting under his gray shadow. I blossom in his shade, enjoying the sweet taste of his pleasant, delicious fruit, resting with the light where his glory never fades. Suddenly he transported me into his house of wine. He looked upon me with his unrelenting love divine, Revive me with your raisin cakes. Refresh me again with your apples. Help me and hold me, for I am lovesick. I am longing for more. Yet, how could I take more? His left hand cradles my head, while his right hand holds me close. I am at rest in this love. The shepherd king responds, Promise me, brides-to-be, by the gentle gazelles and delicate deer, that you'll not disturb my love until she is ready to her eyes. The Shulamite responds, Listen, I hear my lover's voice. I know it's him coming to me, leaping with joy over mountains, skipping in love over the hills that separate us, to come to me. Let me describe him. He's as graceful as a gazelle, swift as a wild stag. Now he comes closer, even to the places where I hide. He gazes into my soul, peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. The one I love calls to me. The bridegroom king responds, Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come away with me. I've come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one, the season It's changed. The bondage of your barren winter, it's ended. The season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers there is change in the air.
Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock, that cleft of the rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky, in the secret place. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. That is the Lord speaking. He says, let me see your radiant face. Let me hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes. Those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. The Shulamite responds, I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you. For we delight ourselves in each other. But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, Turn around, my lover, and ascend to the holy mountains of separation without me. Until the new day fully dawns, run on ahead like a graceful gazelle and skip like the young stag over the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountain of spices. I'll come away another time. Lord, I thank you for your word. How encouraging and exciting and fulfilling is the word that you have given us, Father. May it come alive on the inside of us in a beautiful way. We love you, Jesus. <laughs> this is quite possibly one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. I love it so much. <laughs> I'm not even, I mean, it is. It, every time I read it, it just stirs again inside of me. But something stood out to me, and I want to go back to it. Let me see, where was that? I, I had to highlight it while I was reading to you guys because I was like, man, this is, I feel the Lord over this. Okay, let's check this out. So the Lord is speaking, and he said the seasons, it's changed. The season has changed. And the bondage of your barren winter has ended. And the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth, Okay. Now, listen to this in verse 12. He says, The rains had soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing has come. Okay? Now, that, that part of the scripture is very nice, especially you know, for any, any of us, honestly. Whether you're in front of people singing or whether you're behind closed doors singing, regardless, that's, you know, yeah, it's a good thing. To sing. If you're singing, it means good things are happening. But he didn't just say the season of singing has come. He said the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of the doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. So I want to talk about the secret place. And that just really stood out to me because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, y'all. I've dove into the secret place with Yahweh. I've entered into this place with him, and I have learned that two things are abundant there. Songs, new songs, 
beautiful songs that are just love songs from my, my soul and my spirit unto Yahweh. And he gives me love songs. He sings over me, like it says in Zephaniah 3. He's singing over me. So there is an abundance of songs, but let me encourage you as well. Be encouraged by this now. There is an abundance of pruning that takes place in the secret place. When you go in and you say, pure of heart, Yahweh, I want to be here with you. I want intimacy with you. I want to love you greater than any friend that I have. I want to love you more than any lover that I have. If you have a spouse, more so. If you have you know, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, maybe going on courting, whatever, loving him even more, discovering what it looks like to lavish love. You know what I'm saying? Like really discovering, okay, what does it look like to have intimacy with Jesus? It's, it's easy to say, you know, I want intimacy with Jesus. You know, that's very easy to say. It's the right thing to say, the Christianese thing to say. You know, I mean, we all want intimacy with Jesus, fa-la-la-la-la, you know. But the thing is, is are you willing to pay the price? <laughs> because it's the highest one that you'll ever pay, but it is the greatest reward. It costs you everything, but you gain reality. You gain substance you gain more than you could ever pay and part of that I really believe is when you start diving in and you're like Lord I really truly want this not a program not a plan not a strategy and I'm going to talk about that in a moment but I actually just want an overflow with you I truly just want intimacy with you two things come in abundance songs and then pruning he comes in all those things. Let, let me give you a little bit of understanding. Some of you listening to this are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And then there are going to be some of you who, who may not know this. But if you are a gardener, let me say this first. If you are not a gardener, I want to encourage you to garden. Now you may sit and say, well, I've got a black thumb and I've killed everything. I want to encourage you. That is not true. That is a lie. <laughs> Don't speak that over yourself. You are a gardener. We were created in God's image, and he started it in the garden. He is a gardener. We are gardeners. We have the potential to be a gardener. I've learned this through my friend Jessica Sowards, and I would encourage you, you can be, if so choose, a gardener. That being said, let me explain something about tomatoes. Tomatoes are a wonderful fruit. Delicious and uh, the ones that you can grow yourself are <laughs> nothing compared to the store-bought tomatoes. They're insanely better. But when you grow a tomato plant, back on point here, I'm passionate about gardening and tomatoes. But when you grow a tomato plant, one thing that I was talking with Jessica the other day, and we were talking about, if you go and you purchase a start, a plant start, it comes in this little bitty cup, and it's all cute and whatnot, and it has all these little stems that are starting to grow off now sometimes you can even find a tomato plant that already has tomatoes starting to grow on it and you're so excited you're like man I got a head start that's what I thought but a gardener knows that what you do is you take every single stem that is starting to grow off of that main branch every tomato that has started growing in that little cup or pot and you take it off and what you do is you dig a deep hole you don't just bury it to where the 
dirt is or the soil is on that plant. You dig a deep hole and you bury that thing even up to the way up the stem to where just the top and the top leaves are showing. And the reason you do that is so that that tomato can grow up and grow big and grow a big stem, a strong stem to hold big juicy fruit because let's all be real we all just love real big juicy fruit (laughs) that's true but here's another thing when that thing starts growing it'll start growing big stems it'll start growing you know I mean branches that are large on that tomato plant and these little like things start coming in the armpits I call them the armpits of the branches and they're these little things and we like to call them suckers and you take those little leaves that are starting to come out of the armpits of the branches and you take those off because they will suck the nutrients away from your fruit. Here's the deal, y'all. When you really get intimate with the Lord, (laughs) He is so faithful. He will not leave us where He found us or where we started. So I think (laughs) it's very true that one of the things that I've experienced, at least in my life, is when I start going into the secret place of the Lord, the first thing he does is remove all those little branches, and he takes me and buries me deep. And I'm like, Lord, all these things that I produced on my own, don't you see these little branches? Man, I've got this platform over here, and I'm leading worship over here, and I'm doing this thing here, and I've wrote this song. Oh, look at all these branches. And God says, man, that's so cute. You want intimacy, you want growth, you want real juicy, big fruit. I'm going to remove all that. (laughs) And I'm going to plant you deep into the soil of my love so that you can truly bear forth fruit. And then here's the other thing. You start growing up and you're like, okay, I'm going to say yes to this. This hurts and I'm a little scared, but I'm going to say yes. And he plants you down deep like that and you just... You endure it and you start discovering the sweetness that's, that's there. And then I've learned this. You start growing up out of that place and you are stronger. But then those little suckers start coming. You know, it talks about it in Song of Solomon, the little suckers. Actually, the Lord refers to them as foxes. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. Now, I love that last line there, and I'm reading the Passion Translation, but you get to this place where those little suckers start growing, you know what I mean? And you start getting excited. You're like, oh, look, more life. That's good, right? And the Lord says, that's going to hinder you from producing that beautiful fruit that we're going to have together. Will you catch them and remove them for me? And I'm like, Lord, sometimes I'm just being real with y'all, Lord. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And then he tells me with fire in his eyes, beautiful hair like wool. He looks at me, puts his hand on my face. He says, we'll do it together. That's the the Lord that, that we know and love. And so I wanted to share that, and I want to now share another idea, another thought. So many of you may have heard a song I wrote called Arise, My Love. It's the 
first track on an album called Psalms from the Secret Place that we released, you know, a few years ago. And I've been singing that song, goodness gracious, eight, eight plus years probably. It's been a while. It's one of the oldest songs that I now have a recording of. And when I, I wrote that out of Song of Songs 2, I fell in love with Song of Songs. I was like, oh my gosh, man, the beauty. And I saw then, you know, eight years ago and started a journey of trying to discover, starting to discover more like romance with God and what deep intimacy with Yahweh can look like. And uh, in that, I wrote a song called Arise, My Love. And I, I remember going to my friend Wesley Nelson's house and she's saying, listen to the song. And I was singing it and I was singing, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Right out of the Song of Songs where I just read to you guys. And I was singing that to Yahweh. I was saying, Lord, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And I would sing this over and over and over again. I was singing this to him. I wanted to see his face. I wanted to hear his voice. I want that. And I sang that in churches. And I sang it from the abundance of my heart. I'll never forget, I was with Jessica Sowards in a church one time, and I'd sing that song. And she said, you know, Daniel, you're actually singing that from the wrong perspective. I said, what do you mean? She said, if you'll go back and you read Song of Songs, that's not the Shulamite saying that to God. That's God saying that to the Shulamite. And I was undone. I was wrecked. I was like, this whole time, years, I've been saying, Lord, please, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And he was looking so gently back at me. And he was saying, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet. And your face is lovely. Ha! God, right now, in this moment, wherever you're at, you know, in your car, in your house, in your garden, <laughs> wherever you may be, at church, on your way to church, wherever you may be, God, creator of heavens and the earth, the one that decided to make the sky blue and the grass green, the one that named every star, the God of the cosmos, that God, beginning and end, Alpha and Omega, he's looking at you right now, and he's saying, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet. And your face is lovely. Now, with that being the truth, which is, it's in the word of God. Let's respond. I think that's step one to discovering the secret place. Now, let me share with you a little bit about what I've discovered. I want to say this. You should all go check out Chris Burns' um, e-course on The Secret Place. That transformed my life. Like That was a tool that I was able to dive into, and it really kick-started me into discovering The Secret Place on a whole nother level. Um, my life, I've been on this journey, but you know, going into the beginning of this year is when I started discovering this on a whole nother level. And it has changed my life. Uh, the Lord told me at the beginning of this year, he told me, he said, Daniel, you're going to grow more this year than you have ever grown before. 
and he was right. You know, this is actually, today is December the 28th of 2020, just a few days away from um, 2021 kicking in. And this year, man, it's been priceless to me. Um, worth being jealous over, worth protecting, like that kind of encounter with the Lord. And uh, so I want to talk about the secret place. Something that I've discovered starting out is this, that we need structure for the secret place. And Chris Burns talks about this. He does, I mean, again, you should check it out. I won't go too deep into that, but you should totally go check it out. Google Chris Burns, find his website, and it's on there. Uh, the Secret Place e-course, it's so good. But what I want to say is something that he talks about in there is, uh, you know, some tools to help us start in engaging with Yahweh in the secret place. And some of those things are journaling, reading the word, praying the word, praying in the Holy Ghost, um, singing, sitting in silence, and praying a prayer list. I believe that's all of them. And I wrote those things down, and I, I said, Lord, I set my sail by doing these things. And the beginning of this year, starting this thing, it was just like, structure. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this every day, every day. And I would wake up and I would do it. It would be good, but I just knew there was more. And what I've discovered through walking through this year, and I want to encourage you in this, those things are necessity. Like you need those things. I mean, maybe, maybe you're not as like I am, but I, let me say it this way. I need those things to engage. I need a standard. You know, I actually have started, and I'm just going to be really frank with you guys and vulnerable, but I've started plugging my phone up in the kitchen or in the bathroom. That way when my alarm goes off, I have to get up to cut it off because my flesh likes to get in the way. Those little foxes like to get in the way of me in my intimacy with Jesus. So by the time I wake up and I actually get up and I go and I walk over there to cut it off, that I'm a... I'm awakened enough to stay awake and pursue intimacy with the Lord. Something else I've discovered is it is, it is documented. And this is something I've struggled with. I'm not saying I've got this down, but it is documented that men and women of God, great people, period, whether they knew the Lord or not, all would awaken before the sun. They would awaken before the sun and they would begin pursuing you know, destiny in their lives. And those of us who love the Lord, you know, discover a whole nother level of that through intimacy with Jesus. But there's just something about awakening the dawn. David, in the Psalms, he, he writes about that. I can't remember exactly which one, but he says, I will awaken the dawn with my song. And I, I was thinking about that with the Lord one day, and I'm like, Lord, if there was no praise in the earth, would the sun even rise? He's faithful. I believe he would still do it. But David wrote that. He says, I'll awaken the dawn with a song. Man, what if we believe that? That I am, this morning as I woke up and I came out here with my guitar, that as I sang, the sun was rising by my song. That's what we have. Anyways, going back to the secret place, having that structure is a really good thing, I think, to set up to have initially but you know in maturing in the secret place I still have that structure but I like I really enjoy allowing my heart 
to overflow. You know what I mean? That some days I'll wake up and I'll feel really stirred to take out, you know, my Mary Oliver poem book and read a few of those and then write poetry unto the Lord. Some days I may wake up feeling, you know, just fired up by the Holy Ghost and just pray in tongues for a while. You know, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, you know, I just want to sing. I just want to let my heart overflow in song unto the Lord. You know, sometimes I'll have a prayer burden for a certain individual on my heart. I'll be dreaming about somebody and wake up and say, Lord, I need to pray for that person now. But just getting to the place, you know, in romantic relationship with another individual, you know, you go through, you know, motions. You know what I mean? You know things that are the right things to do. Like if you're a husband, I'm going to be real, you know, it's a good thing to wash the dishes after your wife puts everything she's got into making a wonderful dinner for you. You know that's the right thing, you know, and you know it's the right thing to, you know, tell her she's beautiful and things like that. You know these things are right. But here's the thing, man, if you if you have a checklist, say, okay, wash the dishes, tell her she's beautiful, you know, do the X, 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 Y, 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 Z, Z, Z. You know, if you've got all that written down and you just are checking off a checklist, she's going to feel that. She knows that you're just doing the right thing and that you're not taking joy in it. You know what I mean? But in a healthy overflow from your heart, you can get to this place where you're like, you know what, I want to go wash those dishes. I want to lavish on her. You know, I want to come up behind her and wrap my arms around her and tell her, you are so beautiful. You know, you want to do these things because it's an overflow of how you really truly feel. You know what I mean? And I believe Yahweh longs for that with us too. That we're not just waking up, oh, I read my Bible today, I prayed today, and I worshiped the Lord today. Oh, I'm such a good Christian. You know, I feel like, honestly, those could be the suckers, <laughs> you know. Those could actually be the things like, oh, man, this is a little intense, but I'm just going to say it. I believe we can idolize those things and say, well, you know, I'm, look at me. Look how beautiful I am. Look at what I've done. You know what I mean? And we, you know, a lot of it can get even more dangerous when we start showing that to the world. We're like, oh, look at me. I'm like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm such a good Christian. But the truth is, it starts off with us doing that unto God. We're like, Lord, look. Oh, aren't you so proud? Aren't you so impressed with my ability to fast and to pray and to, oh, sing? Oh, Lord, aren't you impressed with me? And, you know, I've discovered he has grace in those things. I don't think he has wrath and he's like, oh, you pitiful thing. But that he's sitting there so patiently waiting, saying, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come, come away with me. Let's, let's find true depth. I want to take you out of that little pot. I want to trim off all these little branches that you are glorifying. And I want to plant you deep, hidden with me in the secret place. And I want to really watch you grow. You know, I, I messaged my pastor yesterday after he preached a really wonderful sermon. I was stirred and and I told him, I said, Josh, I said, please pray for me that I would be brave. I want to be brave, y'all. 
I want to say yes to hiddenness in the secret place. And I want to say yes to intimacy. I want, you know, Robert Frost, it's been really speaking to me. Um, Jessica bought me this wonderful Christmas gift of poetry. It's a bunch of poetry books and a poetry journal for me to write poetry in. I've never written poetry, and I've started discovering the beauty of that. But I'm reading The Road Less Traveled quite often. and I'm like, Lord, I want to be brave. I want to be able to say yes to the road that I, I can't see the end of. You know, there's twists and there's turns and there's woods. And you can't quite tell sometimes where the trail's at. But you know that Jesus is right there with you. You're not seen. You're not heard. You're not praised on earth. But you know that the God of all creation is sitting right there with you. And he's looking at you. And his eyes are filled with fire. And I'm just going to say it, you know, I mean, tears with fire and tears because he's so moved by your choice to be hidden. I want to talk about this like, oh, man, I'm just so stirred because the secret place, it's, it's my life. I've grown out of this, and I'm just so passionate about it. But, you know, I want to speak to those who have platform. You know, because there are some of you out there that are worshipers that are going to listen to this that do not have a platform and never want one. And you're probably somewhat more blessed than those of us who who have it because it is a, I'm grateful for the platform that I have and I'm thankful for the opportunity to shine forth the love of Jesus Christ. And I, I will always do that. But you have to be on purpose about catching those little foxes when you're you know you're in front of everyone and people see and they hear your songs and they they you know are so kind they message and they're like man you are so awesome you're so wonderful and then when you fall and you have your failures in life they crucify you they put you up on a cross and they say oh you're not perfect like we thought and we're none of us are we're not perfect but anyways in saying all that, I'm, I'm saying that those of you who don't have that, you know, it may be somewhat easier for you, but this is still something for no matter, you know, who you are, you know, this can relate. But anyways, I want to encourage every one of you that what is done in secret is insanely more rewarding than what is done openly. I've discovered this. For a long time, I would justify my leading worship because I am very spirit-led. Like, I will just flow with the Lord. He'll say, sing this, and I'll sing it. And I was like, Lord, I'm taking my secret place out, and I believe in that. I believe you should take your secret place into your workplace. You should take your secret place into your car. You should take your secret place out when you're leading worship or preaching the gospel or just hanging out with friends. You should take the secret place with you. But I am also going to tell you this. If you ain't in the secret place in secret then you truly don't have a secret place. And yes, you can operate out of gifting. You can operate out of talent. You can operate even out of anointing. But there's not depth that can be found in the secret place. And I said this for years, but I've now discovered that it's truth. The greatest adventure that I can ever go on in my whole life is found in my bedroom. It's found right now 
in this place where my son's in there and he's asleep and he's resting under the anointing that's on my home. It's found in this place when, you know, no one's watching, no one's listening, and it's just me and the best friend I could ever have, the glorious Savior, Yeshua. And we're sitting there with each other in complete silence. And there's not a song, there's not a prayer, there's not a word, there's just enjoying one another. My God, I want this for every one of you. It does take a level of bravery to say yes to being planted deeply, to running with the Lord and catching the little foxes, to saying, Lord, I want to write the greatest songs that I will ever write and never show them to anyone but just show them to you. Do you know what's so wild? And I've discovered this about the Lord. We say that and we wax poetic under the Lord of the Lord. I want to give you the best songs. And I don't ever have to show no one. He said, oh, I love your heart. Now I want you to show that to them. It's so wild. It wrecks me. Because he's like, and me and Jessica were talking about this. You know, Mary... She didn't take Jesus into the back room alone and say, here's my alabaster box and break it on him, on his feet, lavishing the fullness of her life on him. She didn't do that in secret. She did it in public. And so this is the beautiful dialogue with Yahweh is that we're so afraid of losing some sort of public platform or place or thing and we're like man I've got to, I've got to run this race I've got to do it and we justify doing what we we do by saying well I'm running the race this is the gospel I need to go and I need to do this because it, and a lot of times we forsake our family we forsake the secret place we <laughs> we forsake it all for our own desire in the you know with the you know, sign above it saying, well, this is for the gospel. You know, but if we'll just trust him, if we'll just go with him into the secret place, if we'll just go away with him and say, Lord, I do want these things. I want to travel the world and sing for you, and I want to see people encountered by your love through songs that are birthed through me. I want to do all these things, but I'm not going to try to figure out how to do it on my own. Instead, I'm going to come here and I'm going to sit at your feet for, for a little while and gaze into your eyes of fire. And do you know what happens? You get to the place where it's harder to take the platform than it is for you to just stay in your bedroom. Because you discover a new level of anointing and safety and freedom. It's, there aren't words. I, I, I sit here and I struggle to give you any kind of words that would help you understand how good it is to go into the secret place with Yahweh, to allow him to place you in the cleft of the rock. <laughs> you know, I want, I want to share this. One of part of my journey that I really enjoyed is the Lord led me to this place of silence and an abundance of silence. And back in uh, October, I, I 
did my best to take the whole month of October and be just quiet with the Lord, to be silent with Him. And silence is a gift. I love music. Man, every time I'm in the car, every, every single moment that I have, I surround myself with music. I love the sound. I love it. But I've discovered something I love more than that is being silent with the Lord. I've discovered sweetness in silence. I've discovered peace that passes all understanding. It's like I would be so overwhelmed with all this worry, anxiety, fear, all the things that are just surrounding and swirling around in my mind, creating chaos and just aggravating me. And I would step into a place of silence with the Lord and uh, I couldn't even remember what I was worried about anymore. I would just sit there. I would tell him, I'd say, Lord, you don't have to speak. If you want to, I would love to hear it. But you don't have to speak. You don't have to do anything. I'm here for one purpose. And that's just to be with you. And then I would sit there quietly. Chris Burns talks about this, and then I'm, I'm going to have to wrap this up. I've got to go to work. But Chris Burns talks about how when you start in at first in the secret place, everything will swarm your mind. You'll be like, oh, man, I didn't do that laundry. Let me go throw that in real quick, or the dishes aren't done, or I need to text this person, or I need to call this person, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. There's so many things that will fill up your mind. It's okay. You're not unholy or wretched. It happens to all of us. And he said this, and I did this in my life, and I still do it. As each one of those things start to flood your mind, just say, "Uh, I'm not going to think about that right now, and set your mind back on Christ. Do it over and over again. It's okay. Jesus isn't looking at you like, oh, my God, like why can he not stop doing that? He's not disappointed. He's not angry. He's not frustrated. He's sitting there just full of love that you're even trying Full of just joy that you are saying, I will deal with these thoughts one by one as they come. Because I just want to be with you, Jesus. Wow. It's wonderful. This is kind of some of the overflow of what I feel about the secret place. And I'm sure I'll talk more about it because it's a huge part of my life. It truly is. I can't function properly now if I don't come into this place if I don't take it with me you know but I want to pray Jesus I thank you for every single individual that's going to listen to this such an honor Lord to be a part of what you're doing in the earth Lord I thank you for the secret place I thank you for song of songs I thank you Father that you Yahweh Yeshua Spirit of the living God long for intimacy with us. I thank you, Lord, that every other lover, they just fade away when we're on fire for intimacy. I thank you for your jealousy. I thank you for your heart. And I pray for courage over every one of us that we would be brave to take the road less traveled and to say yes to you. I say yes to you. 
I pray blessings on everyone who listens in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. It is so good to be on here with you again. Thank you again for being a part of this. And um, I bless you. Let's go into the secret place. I love you guys. <laughs>